0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah peers far into the future when the Lord will rule the world from Jerusalem and war will cease. But first comes the dreadful day of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 2 on Simply the Bible.
0: In Isaiah, we see God reaching out to his people who have forsaken him. He does this by rebuke, but also by persuasion. He appeals to his people to wash themselves, to reason together with him so that they may become white as snow. But overhead are the gathering clouds of judgment. Now in chapter 2, God gives Isaiah a vision far into the future when Jerusalem will be exalted above all nations and the Lord will reign from Zion. Isaiah 2 the word that Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. To the house of the God of Jacob, he will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. As Isaiah refers to the latter days, in this instance, it refers to the millennial reign of Christ, Isaiah peers far into the future, even ahead of us. Now, presently, Mount Zion in Jerusalem is not very high. We might refer to it more as a hill than a mountain. Although I must say, it is quite wonderful as you ascend the hill in anticipation of seeing the city of the great king. We are going to Israel come this spring, Lord willing, and I'm looking forward to that. But in the future, Mount Zion will be established on top of the mountains. Is this speaking of a physical elevation or an elevation of importance? It could be both. There could be topographical changes that God does. But certainly, Jerusalem will be exalted over all nations in its importance. All nations will flow to it. Now, Usually water flows down, but the nations will flow up to Jerusalem. Many people will come to Jerusalem because they want to learn the ways of the Lord. What kind of world will it be when all of the inhabitants seek God and His ways? What will life be like when everyone wants to walk in God's law? Now we live in a world where people rebel against God and His ways. We can't even fathom the glory, the joy, and the peace that will exist in the world at that time. And we think of all the goods and services that are exported from one country to another. But imagine with the law of God being exported from Jerusalem throughout all of the world. These will be the words that bring everlasting life. The Lord himself shall judge between the nations. Now, many judges today are not just. They legislate from the bench rather than impartially uphold the law that they've been given. They acquit the guilty and condemn the innocent. Sometimes they fail simply because they are human and weak and deceivable. But every judgment the Lord will render will be just and merciful because that is who he is. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. What will be the result of God's justice on the earth? The nations will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. There won't be need for any weapons of mass destruction. Military budgets will be cut to nothing. Nations won't start a nuclear power program as a... Disguise for manufacturing atomic weapons. They won't even train for war. There won't be any need for such things because God will judge the nations justly. He will determine their borders and their laws and he will protect the innocent. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now the problem was that even though the future looked bright for Jerusalem, their present was dark because of idolatry and greed, pride, and the exploitation of the poor. So Isaiah calls them to walk in the light of the Lord. As we look around today, we see that the world has become increasingly dark as people are falling for the idols of money, sex, and power. But if we would save ourselves from this perverse generation, then we must determine to walk in the light. John the Apostle wrote in his first epistle, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 6, For you have forsaken your people, the house of Jacob, because they are filled with eastern ways. They are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they are pleased with the children of foreigners. The Lord forsook his people because they forsook him. They were filled with the ways of the surrounding nations. They indulged in practices that God prohibited. Their land is also full of silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. Their land is also full of horses, and there is no end to their chariots. The people had turned to materialism rather than to the Lord. They depended upon their military strength rather than depending on God. Their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands that which their own fingers have made. People bow down and each man humbles himself. Therefore, do not forgive them. When they entered the promised land, God told them to destroy the idols of the Canaanites, but they collected them and carved them for themselves and then worshiped them. Therefore, Isaiah prayed, do not forgive them. Now, Isaiah fast-forwards to the day of the Lord in the future. They would experience a near-term picture of this dreadful day with the invasion of the Assyrians and Babylonians. But the future day of the Lord will be a terrible and dreadful time such as the world has never known, as God will judge the Christ-rejecting world. Verse 10. Enter into the rock and hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of His majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled. The haughtiness of men shall be bowed down and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. When God judges the pride of man, people will be looking for a place to hide, but there will be nowhere to escape. John the Apostle was brought into the future when he saw this being fulfilled in the book of Revelation. Chapter 6, verse 15. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid himself in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Jesus came the first time as the sacrificial lamb of God, but he will come back as a lamb to execute wrath on man's rebellion. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall come upon everything proud and lofty, upon everything lifted up, and it shall be brought low upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan, upon all the high mountains, and upon all the hills that are lifted up, upon every high tower, and upon every fortified wall, upon all the ships of Tarshish, and upon all the beautiful sloops, the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The idols... He shall utterly abolish. Now, pride is the sin, of course, by which Lucifer fell from heaven, and God hates it. Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate, says the Lord. He will bring down every high and lofty thing in its day, as he did the Tower of Babel. Tarshish is mentioned here, and that is thought to have been on the southwestern coast of Spain. It was known for its exotic trade and beautiful ships, but these would be destroyed, as they represented man's loftiness. God will abolish every idol, and he alone will be exalted in the earth. They shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth from the terror of the Lord and the glory of His majesty when He arises to shake the earth mightily. In that day a man will cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made, each for himself to worship, to the moles and bats, to go into the clefts of the rocks, and into the crags of the rugged rocks from the terror of the Lord and the glory of His majesty when He arises to shake the earth mightily. Man's lifeless idols will do him no good in the day of the Lord. They will cast them away to the moles and to the bats. Even today, people have made materialism their God, always seeking what is Economically expedient rather than what is morally expedient. Idols of many shapes and sizes fill our land. If only people would view their idols today the way they will see them in the day of the Lord. Sever yourselves from such a man whose breath is in his nostrils, for of what account is he? Finally, Isaiah gives a word of exhortation. Sever yourselves. From such a man. What kind of man? The proud, lofty, and idolatrous man, because his breath is in his nostrils. In other words, his own breath is in God's hands and he doesn't control it. Perhaps this is a reference to the Antichrist, whom the world will follow in the days prior to the day of the Lord. Likewise, today we must sever ourselves from the spirit of the Antichrist that already exists in the world. We do have a great future ahead of us. We can't even imagine how glorious life will be during the kingdom age. But before that time, the day of the Lord will come to bring down everything that exalts itself against God. Seeing that the Lord could come for his church at any time and the Antichrist would soon be revealed. How shall we then live? We should humble ourselves beneath the mighty hand of God and seek To obey his ways. Finally, we should sever ourselves from the proud, lofty, and idolatrous ones who are headed for destruction. May God help us to escape the wickedness of this world and stand in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through-to-bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tomorrow, we'll see where the Lord predicts His judgment on Jerusalem and Judah for their unfaithfulness men will refuse to lead, and children and women will rule over them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.